Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing this week's Raw and it was a go-home for Survivor Series and it started off hot with Kevin Owens making his way down to the ring. A nice surprise. We don't see Kevin Owens all that often, but of course he was revealed to be the mystery partner in the men's war games. He came down and he said the reason why he had accepted the invitation to join up with Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre to take on the bloodline was because of one person. He wanted to get his hands on one person. That person turned out to be Roman Reigns. He said it's not Sammy because he still sees Sammy like a brother. And that was quite interesting because, of course, that relationship is very interesting, and it's going to obviously play a big part in the match. So it was sort of interesting hearing here how Kevin feels about Sammy. But uh, obviously, they're going to be locked in a cage together. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to avoid each other throughout the whole match. So, uh, yeah, uh, a few people wondering if they might join forces at some point. Um, there is maybe a possibility of that, but honestly, I don't know. I think it's really hard to predict, but that's why it was so interesting hearing from Kevin. He said he wasn't alone, and uh, down came the brawling brutes. Down came uh, Drew McIntyre. Of course, these are SmackDown superstars. Uh, sure, Sheamus would say that there is a uh, banger brewing, and uh, this brought out Judgment Day. Judgment Day were not impressed at the fact that we had SmackDown stars on their show. So they wanted to come out and make their presence known. And uh, there was some back and forth here. I think at one point, Sheamus even called uh, Finn a plastic paddy. It was a bit random, uh, but uh, you know where this is going. It basically led to our first match. Uh, and our first match uh, was uh, following this brawl. Of course, a six-person match, Judgment Day, taking on the brawling brutes. There is a really funny moment, though. Uh, I managed to get a screenshot of it. So during the match, uh, Dominic is tagged in. And at the exact same moment, Sheamus gets tagged in. And Dominic jumps out of the ring, decides that he doesn't want any part of this, and goes running away. And the sight of terror on his face is sure to be a meme doing the rounds on social media. Like, he really did look absolutely petrified. I made the comment during the watch along. I should imagine that's what he looks like when his PlayStation Plus subscription has run out. Uh, maybe he didn't know and he goes to turn on the computer and uh, look at the sheer terror in his face. Um, or maybe when he's got told that he's got extra homework or something. I don't know, but uh, it was quite the moment. Uh, OC would come out and stop him from leaving. So uh, he ended up going back into the ring. He'd get caught with a brogue. And uh, that was it. It was a win, of course, for the Brawling Brutes. There was no way they were going to lose this close to Survivor Series. And uh, a little bit disappointing for the Judgment Day to have to take the L here. But as I said, not the biggest surprise. Going forward, we then had The Miz. He would come out and he was injured. The Miz was injured. He said that um, he injured himself. Uh, he says that uh, it wasn't during a TikTok. I think he said it wasn't during a TikTok. And then he said he has moves like Jagger. And then he started saying it was something about a cactus. 
and that he's rich and he's got cactuses and I didn't really understand what he was going on about, to be honest. But either way, he can't have the match with Johnny Gagano tonight. He was meant to face Johnny Wrestling. We know that he's going to face Dexter next week. But he said, don't worry, um, I've got a suitable replacement. And of course, out came a moss. Really fun mom, I'm on TV sign. Uh, later, we would see someone with a Rhea, please body slam me sign. And uh, sadly, she didn't. But uh, in this match, unfortunately, Johnny did get choke slammed by Amos. And unbelievably, unbelievably, Johnny loses this match like clean. And I I'm really torn on it because I feel like both needed the win. I feel like Amos, if we are going to build him up as this monster that needs to be feared, then he needs to win matches. But equally, like Johnny, it's Johnny. It's like, it's Johnny Gagano. It's Johnny wrestling. Like, it's Johnny. So I, I was really torn on this. Like, I was really sad about it, but I also sort of understood it. And I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think this should this match should have happened full stop, to be honest. But, um, yeah, seeing Johnny lose, I couldn't cope with it, hence why the picture is so blurry. Then uh, we went backstage, and it was Seth, and this was cool, man. I love this background. I'm so bored of promos being done by that, like, fake ring, that interview area. They have started to mix it up a little bit more, and this is so Seth Rollins. Look at the colours. Like, it looks like um, soundproofing. But uh, you've got purple and you've got green and just popped, man. Um, and Seth here was saying, like, Theory has lost everything. That might make him more dangerous. But that doesn't explain why he's going after me. That doesn't explain why he's trying to pick a fight with me. If he thinks that's a good idea, maybe he needs to speak to Cody Rhodes. And I thought this was interesting because, like, Seth's a face. He's been acting like a face. He's been he's brought back Monday Night Rollins. And he's very much been, like, pandering to the crowd. So it's a bit strange hearing him now talk about what he did to Cody and remind everyone what he did to Cody. So I don't know. I don't know what this means for the face turn. Maybe it was never really a face turn. But uh, I just thought it was interesting. Maybe as Cody gets closer to a return, we have to now start making sure that Seth is a heel because Cody's going to want to get revenge, isn't he? So, yeah, interesting. This would uh, warrant a response by Theory. Theory would say that he is a new man. You claim to understand me, but you don't understand me anymore. Uh, the camera was panning in. It was all very impactful and dramatic. And uh, it was really good, actually. The rehabilitation of Austin Theory continues. This led to a match with Mustafa Ali. And, oh, God, I'm so, so upset for Mustafa. I was upset for Johnny earlier. But I'm upset for Mustafa now because not only did Mustafa take the L in this match, and he did take the L in this match, um, but afterwards we got Bobby come down. Theory didn't run away. He actually stood his ground, and these two would start brawling. Eventually, Theory would run away, and he ran to the back, and guess who was in the back? There, Mustafa Ali was sat peacefully, on a chair, trying to recover, having just lost a match, and he gets picked up and hurled at Bobby Lashley. He gets used as a human weapon, 
and then theory continues to run away again. And so, of course, what happens then? Uh, these two end up going out to the arena. Bobby applies the hurt lock onto Mustafa Ali. I have got no idea who Mustafa Ali is upset, but their surname must be either Khan or McMahon or Hunter because this poor guy, this poor guy took an L in the ring, minding his own business. He's then chucked like a human lawn dart. Then he gets dragged out and hurt locked. I mean, when they ran through these plans with him, I can only imagine he took himself to a quiet corner and just gently weeped because this was horrific for Ali. So really feeling sorry for him at the moment. Then we went to a match. I wasn't really feeling this match. It was the Alpha Academy taking on a little. I don't know what we call them. Uh, it was um, uh, Bro Mance. I don't know. This was uh, really weird. It was Elias and Riddle. They seemed to be a partnership. That's a hell of a come down, isn't it? That's a hell of a come down from RK Bro. Now, uh, instead of partnering Randy Orton, he's partnering Elias. But um, he gets a win. I think it was a floating bro that did it for him. Um, as I said, wasn't really feeling this one. Then we went backstage. We had Baron Corbin and JBL. And um, Drew would arrive and he would punch Corbin in the face. And uh, it would set up a match for later on. This was cool. I really like these promos. So we actually saw like a few superstars backstage. Uh, this scene pre-recorded. And there was like this uh, chain link fence. And uh, I don't know, it's just old school. It just really reminded me of like something they did back in the day. And, uh, you know, you had this chain link fence and they were cutting promos behind it. Um, it was good. This wasn't like um, one of those kind of produced video packages. It just felt like they got a few stars, a few superstars and just got them to record like a few words, a few lines. And uh, they like chopped it together and... Uh, it was good. Yeah, I really liked it. it. It did get me hyped for the War Games match. Then we went to that match between Drew and Baron Corbin, and it was quite long. They seem to be doing this with matches for Baron Corbin at the moment, and this was unnecessary. I can only imagine that Vince McMahon ran into the room backstage, took over control of the show for about five seconds, and then was dragged away because for some reason... Akira Tozawa appeared on the commentary table and uh, distracted. He would ended up jumping onto JBL, stealing his hat. Massive distraction. Of course, you know what's going to happen in the ring. There was a Claymore and it meant that Baron Corbin lost. Baron Corbin lost the match to Drew thanks to all of this outside distraction. This is amazing. I don't know why we're doing this, but I love it. Uh, for some reason, we are celebrating the 32nd anniversary of the arrival of The Undertaker. Why are we celebrating the 32nd anniversary? More to the point, why don't we celebrate more 32nd anniversaries? So the 32nd anniversary of The Undertaker is being celebrated tomorrow, according to this. So uh, you can get your exclusive t-shirts and NFTs to celebrate the 32 years of The Undertaker. Then we had a brawl backstage. This was kind of fun. So uh, AJ and Finn are having a match at Survivor Series. It's worth mentioning that Seth, Bobby and Austin Theory are as well for the United States title. 
But uh, AJ against Finn Balor, they were talking trash to each other backstage. It's also worth mentioning that Mia Yim seems to be going by the name Mi-Chin Mia Yim. Uh, that seems to be her kind of full name now, Mi-Chin Mia Yim. That was on a graphic later. Well, there's a big brawl, Judgment Day and OC getting into this big brawl. Uh, Finn Balor would say that uh, you think I'm evil, but I'm much worse than that. I'm the devil. And when you dance with the devil, you never dance again. And uh, uh, the reason why I've got this is because there was a brawl by a car and it really felt like the door was meant to come off, but it doesn't um, because the door was open. It was all set up perfectly. Uh, it gets hurled into it, but the door doesn't buckle. So uh, I don't know if that was a door botch, but uh, it certainly felt like the door was probably meant to give way. Uh, then we went to the ring. This is main event time. So we get Asuka, we get Bianca, we get Alexa. I actually thought there was a few interesting looks here from Alexa. There's a couple of moments where I thought she just suddenly went a little serious, but I don't know. Uh, a part of me thinks I could just be reading into that because, of course, we have been seeing the Bray logo in the background, but I never saw it this week, and I don't remember seeing it last week as well, so don't quite know what's going on there, to be honest. I think they teased some it, but for the time being, it seems to have gone a little quiet, but... Certainly a few thoughts that she could turn on the team at Survivor Series. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, these girls were all dancing around and uh, basically they cut a pretty standard promo. They're obviously promoting their War Games match as well. That would bring down the other team. And uh, this was built into the match between Rhea and Asuka. So whoever won that match, they would get the advantage for their team for War Games. And uh, Rhea would say that um, she is going to eradicate, uh, mommy is going to eradicate you again, just like WrestleMania. Uh, good little match, good little main event. It had a bit of time, but uh, unfortunately for me, because I am an Asuka fan, Rhea Ripley got the victory and it was clean as well. You know, Asuka, the killer that she was in NXT, it feels so long ago. Like, I really wish we were doing more with Asuka. I really wish she was that killer again. But uh, she missed the spinning back fist, got hit with the riptide, and lost the match. One, two, three. Big brawl followed. But the big news is that the final person, the fifth person that's going to be on Team Bianca Belair, is going to be revealed on Friday. So who is the fifth member Big, big rumours that Becky could be the fifth member. Uh, not confirmed, just saying that it had been discussed. So those rumours are circulating. There are obviously thoughts that it could be Candice. That was my prediction. That was my thoughts. Um, Sasha, because of the blue hair. But to be honest, that image is not being used here. So, I, I mean, I, I think that that was just to generate a bit of a conversation. I don't uh, read much into that personally, so I, I don't I don't buy into the Sasha thing. So I'm certainly not expecting Sasha. I am leaning towards it being Becky or being Candice. I think it is interesting that Becky is apparently on her way back soon. And if you remember back to SummerSlam, she was meant to be a part of this feud. She was in the ring when Bailey returned, and Dakota came in, and Io came in. It's only because she picked up an injury that she was ruled out of the rest of this feud. And this feud has been rumbling 
for quite a while now. So I could definitely see it being Becky. Uh, I think Candice is definitely in with a shout. few other thoughts like Chelsea Green is rumoured to be coming in. Tegan Knox is thought like she might be coming in as well. So few other names out there, but those are the names that are in the running at the moment. If you've got uh, an idea as to who it is, let us know down in the comments below. And with that, that was it. That was Raw. Uh, this was... Not that spectacular, to be honest. I think it's a big result in the main event. That's something that you need to see because it does give the advantage to uh, the heel team. And um, uh, obviously the way it works is that they're always going to have at the start of the match like a person extra. And so, um, yeah, that is quite a nice advantage for them to have. So I would say that's one of the big talking points tonight. The fact we find out the fifth member on SmackDown, that's another big talking point as well. Johnny losing, I think, was a talking point, certainly during the watch-along. And the uh, the abuse that Ali is going through, I think that's a talking point as well. So, uh, And, of course, the 32-year anniversary celebration of The Undertaker. How could we forget? So, uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts uh, in the comments. I would say this is about a six. It was all right. I wasn't bored. Uh, it was all right. I, I never felt like changing the channel or anything, but it was far from a memorable episode. And I doubt this is an episode I will ever go back to again. But um, there we go. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Really appreciate the support. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now.